Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolar at the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until uh, the top of the hour. And joining us, some uh, very distinguished gentlemen. We have from uh, Pitt and Frank uh, Attorneys, we've got Kevin Disler. You can reach Kevin and everyone over at Pitt and Frank at 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, who's owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They come in as a team, do a great job. And you can reach Brad at the 844-411-TEAM. And I'm Bob Sekoler, the REMAX Properties, the Sekoler team. And uh, we are continually uh, looking for homes to list. And also we have 10 buyer agents that you can help uh, you find your home. You can reach me on my cell phone at 376-5483. I think my son Greg is already at work, so good for him. Guys, doing okay? All well? On this yeah. Sunday morning? All right. Doing Good great. morning. Everything's Good morning. going great so far. We have a ton of questions. So let me explain that we're still in our COVID. It looks like we're going to be in our COVID mode for months and months to come. That uh, we do this on Zoom. Then we upload it to uh, YouTube. You can see it on YouTube, by the way, by going to LouisvilleAnswers.com for a replay. And uh, though we take your questions instead of directly on the air, like we did before COVID, you send us an email, bob at we sell and radio question in the subject line and the question itself in the body of the email. And we'll be more than happy to uh, help you at any time with those questions, getting them on the air. By the way, hey guys, I've tried something new. Tell me if you think this works. You know, we always give out our we sell website. So I, bought thinking the other day maybe this might be smart my cell phone number because i give my cell phone number so now yeah. if you go to three seven six five four eight three dot com it'll take you directly to our web page to sign up for help yeah. yes no i don't know you know we we've got some folks in town that's how they market through their uh through their phone number yeah. so so idea. that might work. Yeah, well, yeah it might work. All right, let's move on. We've got uh, questions here. We'll start. This is for you, Kevin. Jim, having problems with renters in his house. The renters are behind on rent, and because of COVID, he has not been able to evict them. So what's the latest on uh, the uh, regulations for evicting? Do you have any clue, and how can he put them out of the house legally because they're not paying? Well, just recently, the Supreme Court of the United States actually kind of kiboshed the uh, CDC uh, eviction moratorium. So, uh, and I do believe the state of Kentucky, they're going to start going back through the eviction process. But I would say I, I know quite a few landlords, and there's plenty of money available. Mm-hmm. If you can get your tenant to cooperate with you, a little bit of paperwork to do. But in most cases, the city of Louisville, Jefferson County, uh, do, they do have funds to reimburse the landlord and to keep the tenants in. So I would strongly suggest you uh, go onto the website, uh, I think louisville.gov, and they have some great resources. But if you've got a tenant that cooperates with you, new one gentleman got 10 months rent, uh, check for that. It's just uh, process is a little paperwork, you got to be patient. And speaking of renters, uh, 48% of renters are worrying that they won't ever be able to buy a home. That's according to a new survey. The concern uh, among renters, Generation X, which I guess is 41 to 45 years of, of age, and millennials, 25 to 40 years of age, uh, are concerned. And to that point, 55% of Gen Xers 
uh, renters and 52% of millennial renters are worried about the prospects of home ownership. That's going to a new survey that was just recently published. So just note, if, for those of you who are thinking about getting out of the rental into home ownership, you know, this is going to pass this because we're already seeing everything slow down in terms of the number of homes uh, going under contract, the number of buyers out there have come down because a lot of buyers are upset that they weren't able to find their dream home because other people were bidding over them. And then we're seeing more homes come on the market. So this is already starting to take place. So if I would tell you, if you are a buyer or you are a friend of a buyer or know somebody who's a buyer, let them know they need to re-engage with their real estate agents sooner than later because this coming winter, fall and winter, this may be the perfect time to go out and find a home. And for those renters who are worried about finding a home, it will happen. On to more questions. Uh, This one's coming in from Freddie and Brad. It's for you. Freddie is planning on selling his Highlands home in the spring. He's already replaced the roof, but wondering what other items inspectors will be looking at. He says he's lived in the home for more than 25 years. He's done very little else in the way of replacements or repairs. So over fall and winter, what should he consider working on? So I think there's a couple things. One, the key word there is that he's been in the house for 25 years. So I'm going to say, one, he probably wants to go ahead and have the house tested for radon mm-hmm. uh, because the buyers will. So he needs to know whether or not that might be a concern. 25 years ago, we weren't testing radon levels in homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be one thing. Uh, definitely the HVAC system needs to have a, a once-over uh, I would suggest that he do that now before the winter anyway, but he'll probably want to have that uh, checked out again in the springtime. Additionally, uh, for that age of home and, and the part of the city where it is, uh, you know, he may want to, if he's had any issues with water in a basement or crawl space, he may want to have that foundation addressed right now. Um, you know, I'm guessing the house is probably of the age where he may have some cracks and other issues. And then certainly the electrical system. If he's got one of these homes with, you know, 40 plus year old electrical system, he may want to have an electrician uh, take a look at it and just make sure that he doesn't have any sort of oxidation or rusting or any corrosion in the panel. Uh, Better to address that now than when he's, you know, kind of um, forced to do it following following an inspection. So, we mentioned off the top radon, which we, yes. we've talked about uh, on a regular basis, colorless, odorless gas. If you're not aware of it, uh, folks, uh, look up radon uh, in a Google search. Uh, you'll get a whole bunch of information from the, uh, the feds. Uh, the thing that I was wondering, and we've been tracking this, and I've talked about this uh, once or twice over the past couple of years, is that over in Europe, the EPA action level here in the United States, it's 4.0. So it's 4.0 or above. Uh, EPA says you need to mitigate. That's the suggestion. It's not required, but most buyers are not buying a home if it's 4.0 or above. But but the, over in Europe, 2.8, 2.0. And mm-hmm. we've heard bits and rumors. I don't know if you know about this, yeah. Kevin. Um, that the EPA may consider moving the needle down to 2.8 or even lower. Any word from your people on your end? No, I haven't heard anything else about that as far as 
there were some new rules written um, in the state of Kentucky as far as who is going to be uh, allowed to do the testing as well as mitigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anything came of that in this last session. Uh, but as far as lowering uh, from a 4.0 picocuries per liter down to a 2.8 or lower, you know, the challenge there is homes that have been remediated in this area. I mean, the, the mitigation companies will tell you that they probably can't get below a 2.5 uh, with the systems that they have in place right now. So I think there's even going to be a potential for having to have system upgrades if the EPA decides that's the standard. You know, radon exposure is the, is the leading cause of lung cancer for non-smokers. Mm-hmm. So it's not something you want in your house, you know, and it's, it's, you know, you can have high levels of rate on your house. Your neighbor has normal levels. It's a lot of it has to do with where you are in the city, uh, what type of uh, rock is under you, as well as what the construction uh, of your home is. Uh, you know, some of the, the older homes that, you know, quote, breathe a little bit easier, the radon levels uh, are lower than homes that are very tight. New windows, new doors uh, tend to kind of tighten it up and doesn't allow the uh, the gas to, to escape uh, as readily as they would with the older windows and doors that were probably in place. Got it. Incidentally, if you'd like to see what uh, sellers are saying about us, got a couple of options. Go to louisvillesellerstalk.com and that'll give you some ideas, some videos. Also, uh, read our reviews, go to louisvillezillow.com. And you can always reach me and get more information on getting us out there to help you sell your home by going to 3765483.com. That's that. I don't know. That's new. We just plug that in. And then also you go to we sell louisville.com or call me on my cell phone at 3765483. All right, back to the phones. Well, the emails. This, Kevin, is for you. Now, this is long and involved. Mary wrote this in a couple of weeks ago and i told her i'd get this on for her hopefully she's listening she says i own my mom's home in hendersonville tennessee the home and by the way i've changed mary's first name to protect her obviously the home has not been maintained needs a new roof has a leak in the foyer septic tank issues and needs all new roofing needs a total update including electrical system, and may even need to be gutted. Mary goes on to write, uh, I don't live in Tennessee. I don't have an interest in having it fixed up. What would you recommend I do step by step? Get an appraisal first, contact a buyer that buys old, ugly homes, sell as is. Do I need to disclose everything to an investor buyer? Please advise. Kev, let's start with you. Well, first, I don't want to get in trouble with the Kentucky Bar Association. I'm not licensed in Tennessee, so let's right. just assume that it's it's here in Kentucky. Uh-huh. Uh, similar situation came up a couple of weeks ago. And in Kentucky, as, as you, you're aware, uh, Bob, that there's a seller disclosure form that right. when you go to list a property, it has to be filled out. And the problem is when you sell a property as is, you, 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 you can opt out of doing the seller disclosure, but then it sets up a red flag. In the situation, which is identical list that came up two or three weeks ago, in, in our industry, there are what called wholesalers. And what they do, it's like if you have a car that your teenager drove through high school, you don't want to sell it on Craigslist or to a friend or family member. So the easiest thing to do is drop it off at the car lot. Uh, wholesalers are kind of like that. They take it as is. Uh, you don't have to worry about the disclosures. It's usually cash. And... They fix it up, they sell it, 
So then you have some immunity from potential claims for liability. I, I happen to completely agree with that advice. Brad, anything you want to put in, uh, add in on this? No, I would just make sure that they've got, I would start with uh, a good agent up front, helping mm-hmm. guide them through the process. You have a couple of real clear options. One is get an agent who will put it on the market as is, and then see what you can do. Also, at the same time, get, there's usually, if you do a list for the people who buy homes in in your part of uh, Tennessee, there's probably a list that's going to come up and make some calls and then maybe meet everybody down there one day and take care of it in one felt soup, look for the best deal that uh, you're given as an, in an as-is condition. Be aware, though, there are a lot of folks out there, uh, not pointing fingers at any in, individual, but they will come in and let's just say the house is worth 200000 they offer you 150000 in as-is condition. You take that, but it's contingent on the inspection, which they'll, they're allowed to do it, even though it's an as-is home, and they're allowed to pull out if they see problems that are bigger than they want to uh, tackle. And what's happened, and we see this happen time and time again around the country, the, they do the inspection, and they come back to you, and they'll say, listen, We're willing to go through with the sale. We know it's as is, but there's a lot more here than what we thought was going to be here. And we'll take the house off your hands for $100,000 or $125,000. So in other words, they got you hoping that you've got this thing sold and you're out from under it. And then they pull the rug out from under you by saying, okay, we'll do it, but you're going to have to give up X about dollars more. Just be aware of that. We're going to take a break. When we come back, some surprising places where mold hides in the home hopefully uh, everybody's ready for this because it's an interesting uh, tell that we all need to think about with us brad lawler owner of home team inspection service they come in as a team they do a great job they're the number one home team inspection service in the country now six plus years in a row and you can reach them yeah 844-411-TEAM also kevin disler pitt and frank attorneys they do a phenomenal job getting places uh, your home's closed and they've got a variety of locations you can reach kevin at 895-9900 and me bob sicola you can reach me anytime on my cell phone 376-5483 constantly looking for homes to list because that's the bread and butter of our business and we try to do a good job you can check our zillow reviews go to louisvillezillow.com back in a moment on news radio 840 whas Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank. 502-895-9900. That's 502-895-9900. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, Kentuckiana's largest inspection company and the number one home team inspection service in the nation. Our unique team approach makes us fast. Multiple inspectors means efficiency. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, are trusted. We perform thousands of home inspections in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. We're accurate. The team approach means multiple sets of eyes and overlapping duties. Fast, trusted, accurate. That's your home team advantage. 
In the real estate market, sellers and buyers have great expectations, and as a real estate agent, you take pride in fulfilling them. But some things are beyond your control. So what can you do? Choose Home Warranty of America's 13-month plans. HWA plans cover the home buyer against any breakdowns or repairs, keeping you and your clients safe from any covered claims. We offer comprehensive plans with competitive pricing, and our dedicated team will work with you every step of the way. To learn more, contact HWA today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show with you till the top of the hour. With us continuing, we've got Kevin Disler with Pitt & Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. Also, Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. They've got a great group over there at 844-411-TEAM. My son Greg's off uh, this morning, and you can reach me anytime on my cell phone, day or night, to help us get your home listed and sold or to find a home to buy, 376-5483. And we thank Barbara Corcoran for her friendship and mentorship, and she's really been a, a great asset to us. Anyway, you see her on Shark Tank. If you haven't, tune in. So, 14 surprising places where mold hides. Kevin, I think you're going to have an eye-opener here. I know, Brad, you know about a lot of this. And why don't I ring, bring up the location? And, Brad, give us maybe a one sentence, uh, your thoughts on, on that, okay? All right. Under the sink. Uh, it's uh, almost every house has it under there. Really? Every house? Yeah. It's it's under a lot of you get those little pinhole leaks, you know the small leaks under your under your faucets and yeah move move pull things out from underneath your sink and you might be surprised at uh, the water damage and mold that's growing there. Wow, that's a, that's an eye opener right there. Okay, inside the toothbrush holder, that's just really? gross. Yeah, I don't know what else to say on that. Yeah, just yeah, pull the top off, take a look inside that one. It's uh, that'll. Yeah. Running through the dishwasher will be okay. This one surprised me. In your filing cabinets. Uh, you, you know, it's people who store uh, a lot of paper in their damp basements in filing cabinets. It, it can, it can uh, grow on the paper. There's certain types of mold that love, that love paper. And if the conditions are right, if there's enough humidity there, it can grow on those uh, in your filing cabinets. Any uh, parent listening to us, this is uh, something that you need to take heed uh, on the toys that your kids are playing with. Is it from saliva buildup and food? Uh, I don't know about the saliva, but yeah, anything you throw wet into a bag or a box or a plastic bin that kind of you leave a little bit of water in there and you seal it up tight, it will, it, you can get mold on the uh, toys. Got it. How about on appliance seals and drip pants? Uh, yeah. Yeah, also, it can right. be there under underneath some of the old older refrigerators that have the uh, the drip pans still underneath them. Slide those out, and you may have some water in there with with nice pink, lovely mold. Yeah, uh, on the coils, possibly um, maybe washing machines. If you have a front loading washing machine, 
That's a real problem. We've got yeah. one, and that's it, their mold actually accumulates there on a regular yeah, basis. Yeah, you, you have to keep that seal dry. So keep the door open after you do a load of, of laundry, and then wipe. Take it just a towel and wipe underneath that seal, uh, and then leave the door open so that the mold uh, doesn't. It can't grow there. I would say suggest you use bleach to kill the mold, but uh, then you got to worry about your clothes going yeah, in and out, right? Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of bleach. Okay. for mold on anything, but um, there's a lot of other products that are a lot better than bleach. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't use it in the dishwasher. I mean, the washing machine seal, yeah. just dry it out and it'll, it's all you need to do. And definitely don't use it on the dishwasher. I got that. Right. On or under floor mats. And I take it that that's a, a hot, a hot spot. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes some people have mats that they'll put like a, like an old cotton type rug down at the back door at the edge of the mudroom mm -hmm. and they just stay wet and uh that uh, type of fiber laying on top of carpet uh yeah mold can grow under there and uh, it can do a lot of damage to the uh, the carpet and hardwood underneath those uh that type of rug and speaking of floor mats uh, on carpets upholstery uh wall-to-wall -wall carpeting can trap a lot of dust dirt in cells which are all food for mold spores right mm -hmm. so yes yeah, yeah. I was shocked to read that uh, beneath wallpaper and drywall, you can find mold as well. Yeah, bathrooms, it's it's very prevalent. Uh, when you pull old uh, wallpaper, old uh, border, wallpaper borders off of uh, your bathroom walls, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. oftentimes see evidence of, of mold-like growth underneath that. Yeah, it's it, a lot of molds love, love paper. They love the adhesives. Uh, that wallpapers hung up with. All right, I'll go fast on the rest of these uh, around boilers and water heaters, on ceiling yeah. tiles, on plumbing duct ductwork, on your dishes. That concerns me, especially if you're yeah, putting them through I, a, a cycle. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that 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 would you'd have to have really really wet dishes and you put them away. But if you have things like you know plastic containers that are wet that you kind of interlock and you you seal them up. Um, you can get some mold growth there because they never dry out. Um, finally, uh, in potted plants, if you overwater oh, yeah. them, you can, and it's not necessarily a black mold, but a mold mm -hmm. nonetheless. And then finally, yes. for everybody, if you own a car, just as in your home, the carpeting, upholstery, and floor mats in your car can trap moisture and dirt and creating a perfect condition for mold growth. We, we actually do mold testing in cars, Bob. You'd be surprised how often we do that because people find feel well in their homes. They get in their car, they drive to work, they feel like they've got allergies coming on, they get into their office, they feel fine again, and they find out that their cars have mold growing in them. They've gotten wet, they've been rained on during rainstorms. Yeah, it's, um, it's surprising how many calls we get every year for moldy cars. Got it. All right. Well, those are some. If you want, by the way, more on that, you can email me, Bob, at com. Put in there the mold reports or just mold info, and I'll send out what we've got to, for you to review and more. All right. So back to some of these emails coming in uh, via email, obviously. And this one's coming in from Irving, and it's for Brad. He says he's got a 50-year-old home in St. Matthews. And he's going to sell it next year. See, for buyers, this is a lot of positive news because there are a lot of people who are going to be selling their homes next year. He's running to ask about the black marks in the grout. Well, speaking of mold, the black mm -hmm. marks in the grout between the tiles in the bathroom. He yes. thinks it's mold. He's not sure. And so how does uh, how much work does he have to do to put into getting rid of the problem before selling? And Kevin, from your perspective, he wants to know, does he have to, if he removes the mold and gets rid of it 
uh, does he have to disclose it? So let's start with, because I notice not necessarily black marks, but dirt. So how do you dirt. distinguish between dirt and black marks or mold? Yeah. So the only way to tell if it's mold, then the reason that you'll hear a home inspector talk about mold-like growth is we can't call it mold until we've lab tested it. So if I would have to go into that bathroom. I'd have to take a sample. I'd have to swab it. or I'd have to take a direct lift off of that to determine whether or not it's mold. So for the homeowner that's concerned about that, there's a lot of commercially available products that will clean grout. Um, any of those products are going to be, you know, uh, harmful to mold. We'll say it'll it'll clean them up. It'll brighten the uh, the grout uh, and you know put it back into a condition that looks clean mm-hmm. again. Um, if you did actually find something uh, that was mold, then I'd pick up some a product like Mold Armor, uh, which you can get in any of the local hardware stores. The white the white bottle. It's a it's a moldicide, fungicide, viricide. And um, it it does a it does a great job uh, cleaning up anything that might be suspect. I would reach for that. That's actually what our teams use to disinfect after we do a home inspection mm-hmm. for our equipment and anything we touch in the homes. But it's also it, it won't damage uh, most materials, and it smells fresh. So, Kevin, on a legal level for disclosures, does uh, deserving need to disclose? Well, the standard is if you knew or reasonably should have known uh, that there there was a possible problem. And, and what Brad was talking about, you know, if you have it tested and it clearly is a mold issue at that point, then you have to have someone licensed to come in to remediate it. And then you have to disclose both the presence of and the fact that it was remediated. The, the touchy questions are you look at it, you think it might be dirt, might be mold. You clean it up, as Brad suggests, with a Home Depot-type product. At what point in time do you have to disclose those efforts where a reasonable layman, uh, is, is that something that you feel should need to be disclosed? And, and those are one of the issues that he would have to face. But the only way to really determine whether or not you've got a problem is to have it tested. And with, like the normal home inspections, I'm assuming that's part of the normal routine is a mold inspection these days. So it's it's best to address it early. Brad, did you want to add to yeah. that? Well, I was yeah. going to say it's not. It's actually not typical, Kevin, uh, for to do a mold inspection as part of the of the uh, the home inspection. Um, mold is actually excluded uh, from a general home inspection report anyway. You would have to have additional mold testing to do that. But but uh, you know, I think a lot of times people look at things that are dirt that you know rather than just going ahead and doing the cleanup. Uh, they 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 believe that it's mold and they want things tested. We things see things all the time that are metal shavings, you know, on door hinges that people think, oh, I've got I've got black mold growing. No, it's actually just your hinges need a little bit of lubricant on them. So I think I, I would I would you know for the home inspector in me, I would err to the side of see if you can just clean it up with with regular products. And you know if it's if it's mold that's growing, it's it's going to come back dirt you know, oxidation, those things are going to go away once you do a, once you do the cleanup. Interesting. And I think Kevin, what you're saying basically is uh, if, uh, if you've had to clean it up, we would suggest as realtors to disclose it no matter what, unless it's not mold, in which case you don't have to disclose. All right. We've got about a few seconds left. Let me just tell you one quick thing that we're seeing. There are a lot of owners who are getting ready to sell their home that are turning to appliance upgrades to boost their home value. In fact, three out of four homeowners would rather fix or replace appliances than accept a lower offer 
when selling their home. That's according to a new survey of about a thousand consumers from a group called Cinch Home Services. That's a home warranty company. Now, here's the interesting thing. You'll end up spending a lot more money on getting a new pli- appliances. Maybe you'll spend five grand. In terms of value, it'll only bring back maybe three, two or 3,000 if you're lucky. Here's what I would tell everybody. If you've got decent appliances and a home that is not in need of a lot of repair, I don't think I would get new appliances, simply sell and maybe reduce the price in a bargaining situation. But if your appliances are shot, then yes, bring it up to a decent standard. Uh, goes with the rest of the house. If you want to raise the level to bring it up to a decent standard, hopefully that will help you in terms of selling your home later this year or next year. We're out of time. I uh, Thanks to Brad Lawler, owner of Home Team Inspection Service. You can bring in Brad and the team for an inspection at 844-411-TEAM. Also, my good buddy, Kevin Disler at Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. You can reach Kevin. Thank you both for being here, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Have a good week. Thanks, Bob. You bet. And you can reach me anytime on my cell phone, 376 5483 And we'd love to help you get your home on the market, either it's this fall or winter or spring of next year. Again, 376-5483. We're out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.